Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. This week... I'll be speaking to someone I've wanted as a guest on this podcast for some time. One of the most influential people in gardening and a former chairman of the Royal Horticultural Society. It's Gordon Ray. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast, and my producer, Charlie Jones. What a great week for gardeners. Or summer rain. Not enough in my garden, but uh, that's what we expect in Essex. Our horticultural world seems to be in turmoil. I mean, all the Wyvale Garden Centre's up for sale, and bids got to be in, I think, by the end of the month. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. In horticulture, we often see businesses amalgamating, getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they go pop and break right down again and we see um, small new entrepreneurial businesses starting up again. I hope and pray that uh, a lot of those YVL garden centres are sold back into the independent business so that uh, we have family people who really look after customers, who love plants and who spread that enthusiasm. On our exhibit at uh, the Chelsea Flower Show, we had over 50 teapots, all of them growing mint for mint tea. And I can tell you, they were a triumph. People loved them. And of course, they'd been grown by school children. Schools in Lincolnshire, Berkshire and Pershaw. My thanks and congratulations to those youngsters. And if I can whisper in their ear, one of the big chains saw their teapots and said, that's a good idea. We'll have to have a look and see if we can't get mint grown in teapots. So if in a year or two's time you nip into your high street shopping for a bit of fresh food or a a little top or something and you see mint in teapots, you'll know that it was inspired by school children across the country. Now what about the advice? I can tell you my garden is a disgrace. If you take two and a half weeks away to go to damn flower shows, at a time of the year when stuff's growing so fast that if you blink you miss it, it gets into a muddle. Uh, And so uh, I need to get at my grass and get that mown and trimmed. I need to sow runner beans. You can still do that. It's a good thing to sow them in succession. If you sow three lots at two weekly intervals, you'll get a much better succession of crops. I've got chrysants too, Uh, some of them planted and some of them in quite large pots and when I break the tips out what we call stopping them I'll root the tips it's quite late but if uh, I root them now I can just run them up on a single stem so the ones I planted early and stopped will have three to five stems of flower 
and the ones that I'm rooting now will just grow as a single stem. I'm not sure what I'll do. I'll just bud some so that we have very large flowers on just a single stem and on others I'll nip out that central bud and encourage them to produce a whole lot of flowers from just below that pinching so that we have spray blooms. I've got my sweet corn planted and I might just try a sort of cropping rotation that I saw in the, uh, the Canary Isles. They have sweet corn and they sow French beans, climbing French beans at the base, which of course use the sweet corn stem as a means of support. And then they have courgettes underneath. So three crops within a given small area uh, and all those three crops growing quite happily together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My guest today is Gordon Ray, former Director General of the Royal Horticultural Society. Some of us work uh, pretty loyally right through our lives through one company, but our guest today has a pretty remarkable working experience, starting with uh, that great company ICI, and then becoming Director General of the Royal Horticultural Society, and more recently, a director of that really great and wonderful family business, Squires Garden Centres in the southeast. And now you just garden, is that right, Gordon? Well, along with um, other interests such as photography and the grandchildren and travelling, etc. But it seems to fill in our time fairly well, Peter. <laughs> well, now, can you just fill us in a bit with that great company, ICI? How did you join them? What did you do, and, and what was it like working for them? Well, it, it goes back a long way. I mean, my interest in gardening as such actually goes back to the war, really, when with my grandfather, we sort of started digging for victory because he lived with us when they were bombed out in Coventry. And then uh, I was really quite interested in getting a little job and uh, went and worked for the... Coventry Parks and Gardens um, during my school holidays. I didn't know that. Yes, rather like um, Brother Lancaster and uh, Titchmarsh. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all went to uh, the local Parks and Gardens department. Um, and uh, then when I had to make up my mind what to do, um, it was a choice between agriculture and horticulture. And I'd all re really wanted to be a farmer. But uh, I decided that if I went into horticulture in those days, I may never eat, Peter. <laughs> so I decided to go away and study agriculture. 
So I read agriculture at London University, and then I joined the colonial service, as was then. Uh, went from there to Cambridge to um, specialise in agricultural botany and animal nutrition. Then went to Trinidad and studied tropical agriculture, and then worked as an agricultural officer and a district agricultural officer in Kenya from 62 to 65, before, during and after independence. Uh, and then when I came home, it was then that I joined ICI. Well, well, Gordon, you had another complete career before we even start <laughs> on what I introduced you. Well, <laughs> that was an amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 it set me up um, quite well to, uh, to, to join ICI. And at that time, they were looking for people with overseas experience because of the development of the... Uh, the, com- the products that they'd got there. So I joined in 1965 and then worked for the next nearly 30 years, started off doing technical work, then development work, became a salesman, market research. Then I started the products acquisition and licensing business and that led to rodenticides and the pyrethroids. Then went into project management and then into general management and spent four years running the ICI crop protection business in Brazil, then came back to the UK, worked on another major project and then finally finished up in the last four years with garden and professional products and took me back into horticulture again, which is when, of course, I met you. (laughs) I mean, those were great days with things like Garden Plus, Rose Plus, uh, uh, Levington, Tomari. I mean, you had a great uh, selection of brands. Yes, we did. But I suppose the most exciting time during that period of, what, four years was actually introducing miracle Grow into the UK. And along with uh, John Ashley and and others, the... Um, we we brought that to the UK market, and the rest, of course, is history. Yeah, but amazing success that. And Horace Hagedorn, there's another character. I mean, he was just unbelievable, wasn't he? W- w- one of the best marketeers I think I have ever met. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And then, with all that experience behind you, in you went into those hallowed corridors at Vincent Square, following the great Chris Brickell who was always seen with heaps and heaps of files under his uh, arm, wherever he went. And, and in came the Gordon Ray from ICI, who liked a clean desk at the end of every day. Is that right? Is that... <laughs> well, that, 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 I suppose, is quite true, yes. When I went into Chris's office originally, or the first time, I couldn't believe it. And it was only after several weeks when the office was cleared did I realise that there was actually a second door in one of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, at the, I'd, I'd decided um, really at the age of 50 that I had to decide whether to stay in ICI or leave, but it was at the age of 50 that I was offered the job running the garden um, business and uh, decided to to stay on. But at 54, then I had to make a final choice, and I always wanted to try and do something else. Uh, And then the RHS job came up, and um, with your help and the help of several others, yes, into the hallowed halls of the RHS. And I must say that um, 
it turned out to be six of the happiest years of my working life. Really, that's that's a joy to hear. Oh yes, it it it, it was. It was a, it was a wonderful job, and uh, I had a tremendous support from all the staff, the directors, and the council as well. Um, and uh, there were a lot of new challenges that I'd never been involved in before, like the library, publishing, fundraising, personnel, shows, events, gardens. Uh, all of these were absolutely new to me. So I was uh, more than happy to uh, to try and take on a challenge like that. But you were seen everywhere, Gordon, weren't you? You know, you went to the gardens, you spoke to the staff, you spoke to us as exhibitors at the various flower shows and things. You must have learned quite a lot in terms of uh, coping with people with your previous jobs. Y yes. Um, most of the things that I tried to bring to the, uh, to the RHS um, were probably learnt in the near 30 years in ICI and I suppose looking back I, there, were, there were really in, in my mind three things that w we had to try and do in the RHS and one was to try and have a, a, a clear longer term view of where the society was trying to get to the second was to have financial stability and the third was to build up a more professional organisation in depth because Although the RHS is a very, very broad organisation with many different interests, it had not a particularly deep organisation to run it. And that was one of the things that I felt, along with the council and others, that we should try and strengthen. Because the membership changed, didn't it, quite dramatically. For years we had a membership, I don't know, 60 or 70,000, something like that. But and in your period, the membership really rocketed. Yes, it did. In obtaining financial stability, of course, getting the membership up was uh, was important. So whilst I was there, we passed 200,000, I suppose, and then went on towards a quarter of a million. But now, of course, it's nudging half a million in total. When we wrote one of our so-called strategy papers in the uh, late 1990s, um, I always said that I thought that we should aim for half a million members even then, and that was 20 years ago. We're going to see that, aren't we? Uh, uh, I mean, we've just had Chelsea Flower Show. If we go back a few years, perhaps even before your time, it was f a four-day show from Tuesday to Friday, and the attendance was 240,000. Mm. Now it's five days, and the attendance is 160,000. That's true. Uh, so people talk about it being crowded. I remember it being crowded. <laughs> oh, well, as a, as a, as a schoolboy and a young chap, when I went again, as you said, it was nearly a quarter of a million visitors in one day less. Uh, you could hardly see anything at all. It was a real scrum. So that was a major forward step as far as I was concerned to see that uh, brought, into, uh, brought into line and made it much more pleasant for the visitors. Do you have any long-term views on flower shows? I mean, I, I can't see how they can continue in their current form. They just aren't the sort of family businesses last month. We had that fantastic exhibit of cactus. From Stanfields. Yeah. Yes. And the goodies, that was their swan song. That's right. That, that, that was their 30th and their um, and their last year. Of course, Avon Bulbs um, was not there this year. No. Uh, uh, and I think there are one or two the next year who are seriously considering 
whether they will continue or not. Yeah, it's a a fast-changing world, isn't it? It it is, Peter, yes. And um, I think what's interesting is to see one or two small flower shows appearing now um, and whether it will go complete circle and back to much smaller flower shows uh, and more of them, I've no idea, but on a much more localised basis. Looking back, one of the aims that that we had um, in my time in the RHS was in fact to have more flower shows around the country to allow people from outside the southeast to enjoy gardening and horticulture and everything that the flower show has to offer. Yeah, but then of course with your most recent uh, directorship with Squires you you will have seen an more changes. I mean, the effect of the internet on garden retailing. Oh, oh we're just at the beginning of that, aren't we? We we, we certainly are. Yes, and um, that would to go and join Squires was uh, was a great a, a great joy as far as I was concerned because it was joining a, a a family business and you could get your head round the total business. And although I'm not a retailer. Um, you could really try and understand the totality of the business, and working with a family like Squires was uh, was a lot of, was a lot of fun. Um, and when uh, Colin Squire said to me, he said, "Well," uh, um, or I asked him really, uh, "What do you want me to do?" And he said he wasn't sure. And he said, "Well, what do you think you can do?" And I said, "Well, I wasn't sure either." And we thought <laughs> that that was a perfect way of starting us. <laughs> So we said we'd give it a year, and if it worked, then that would be fine, and I'd carry on, and that lasted for about eight years altogether, I should think. Did it really? Yeah. Um, and uh, I concentrated on things like the longer term and the management accounts and income and margins and costs and profit and profitability, the sorts of things that I understood, yeah. um, whereas people like Dennis Espley were brilliant in uh, the way that they dealt with all the retailing in the shops and we saw of course the extension from probably about seven um garden centers to what 15 altogether now i'm not quite sure i think it's something like that i think it is something like yeah. that but i mean i you know i've known colin and his late wife since day yeah. one when they did the first garden center development at six crossroads at twickenham yeah. and and i mean uh, Mrs. Squire would take the tabards home and launder them for yep. all the staff. Yeah. Uh, and boy, did they look after their staff. Oh, oh yeah. It was like a family. Yes, yeah. yeah. And the d- d- DJ was the same. And I you know, go back to an earlier point. I think it, it is important in these sorts of jobs that you do, in fact, try and relate to your staff and uh, the exhibitors. And, and Judith and I at flower shows now <coughs> do exactly the same as we did 20 years ago. We go in at one corner and go up and down all of the aisles talking to all of the exhibitors and all of our old friends. Some, of course, who are no longer either attending or some of them, in fact, are no longer with us. That's right. And and, and to me, that is one of the great joys at, at Chelsea. Oh, yeah. I mean, we built quite a modest stand there last month, but there were the Sexton family, Jack Sexton, his daughter Val, and granddaughter Molly. Mm. Well, I mean, I was uh, alongside Jack in the 1980s, and he built three of the Mm. best-in-show gardens in uh, Main Avenue. I mean, they're a lovely family and such skill. I mean, it's just a joy to work with them and to, to be a member of that sort of family. Yes. 
And this was one of the great things that I thought, is that once you have entered the horticultural industry, you do in fact enter a family. Uh, and it's of a size that people can still know each other right the way through virtually all aspects of the garden of the horticultural industry. Uh, and that's why I think I enjoyed it so much, is because you met such wonderful people. And um, the other thing is, of course, is that uh, people who are interested in, in horticulture and gardening seem to grow old, not always gracefully, but we do, in <laughs> fact, all manage to grow old. <laughs> well, let's hope you and I grow old together, Gordon. Well, I, it, I, I think we are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joy to speak to you. I marvel at what you've achieved, particularly well, at the RHS. Well, as I said, without the help of people like you and, and others, and certainly getting into the RHS, um, then it would never have happened in the first place, Peter. So. Yeah. I've got a, a lot of thank yous to, uh, to hand out to, to other people. Yeah, and you're still busy gardening on that three-level, steeply sloping gardening in Surrey, so well, keep, keep mowing the grass, as they say. Uh, if it wasn't pouring down with rain, that's where I'd be at the moment. Oh, I hope, it, I hope it's raining at home. But it's, well, it's absolutely <laughs> sheeting it down here now, so uh, sweeping the paths, um, which is the job that's in hand at the moment. I've had to stop this morning and come inside. <laughs> Gordon, thank you very much. My kind regards to you both. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. The 10th of June, like many villagers, there's an open gardens at Dorchester-on-Thames. That's a very pretty village with a lovely abbey right in the centre of it. Uh, I think I might try and visit some of those gardens. If you do make your way to Dorchester-on-Thames in Oxfordshire on the 10th, then don't forget that the Abbey Tea Rooms, boy, that's a good place to go for a cup of tea and a nice homemade cake, might see you there. Nicholas Murray Butler, the president of uh, Columbia University from uh, 1901 to 1945, uh, summed it up pretty well with the thought for the day. An expert is one who knows more and more about less and less. Thank goodness I'm no expert. Thanks again to our sponsor, Sutton Seeds of Torquay. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.